0: The Echo Chamber, brought to you by The Homes Report and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. Sponsored by The Bullet Group, putting you in tomorrow's conversations today.
1: Hello and welcome to The Echo Chamber. I'm Diana Marzalek. I'm senior reporter with The Homes Report and I'm here today with Jamie McLaughlin. Jamie is president and founder of Capstone Hill Search, uh, here to talk about talent.
0: welcome very much thank you very much looking forward to it good
1: so where are we at with talent is it a buyer's market a seller's market um
0: yeah it's um definitely a seller's market um it's very much a candidate driven uh place at the moment it's uh, probably and i've been doing this 13 years and i'm um internationally and it's it's I mean, obviously the different markets you know there's different trends but if we talk about the US it's i've never seen a market like it where the the sort of the the fight for talent is just unbelievable and that's of course is driving up price and expectation and job titles and um It's it's incredible um, and not necessarily a positive way, maybe for the candidates. But even then, you know, um, even then it's it's creating a level of competitiveness that I haven't seen before.
1: But what's driving that? Is it the need for new skills? Is it expansion of the industry? Is it?
0: Yeah, I think there's various. I mean, on a macro level, it's we're, you know, we're pretty much at 100 percent employment at the moment and markets continue to rise. um, And so so as a result, generally salaries um, are are very high. Um, But I also think it's if we're we're talking on a more micro sense with PR and communications, um, we are seeing a lot of new new. Businesses and industries entering the market, competing for the same uh, for the same clients and for the same um, uh, RFPS, and as a result, its um, salaries are going up that way as well. If you, you know, if to really simplify, it, if management consultancies are coming into the in, into the market, they pay a lot more traditionally than than PR agencies do. So um, we you know, we're, uh, I'm oversimplifying. I, I often do, but um, that you know, that's that's just that's one big catalyst for it. I think as well. As you're so.
1: saying, these other sort of ed- that weren't in communications going. Yeah,
0: there. yeah, absolutely. And traditionally, even if you even if you just look at advertising agencies, marketing agencies, again, maybe they did pay more, um, and now they're competing for the same uh, jobs and roles and and uh, and briefs. So it's it's definitely driving up price that way as well. Well,
1: how loyal are your is, is PR talent? I mean, would they jump ship? Would they go to these other agencies? Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I spoke. I was speaking. at... Um, the uh, a masters class at Columbia University a few weeks ago, and they asked me a, a similar question, and. I said to you know they they asked about you know the, you know, the different the different factors and different businesses moving into the into similar spaces and I said you know from their point of view it, it's it's probably it should be quite exciting and 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 um, and and eye opening because it, you know whilst it might change who they thought might be paying them it gives them more options and and it, and it gives um, you know the, it gives a, a broader um, uh, you know uh, op- 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 opportunities for them so i um so i'm not i don't think someone you know if we use those you know, graduates as as an example i think do, do they i don't think they really care who is paying them or who their you know who their boss is or what what business is under them as long as they're doing the work that they want to be doing which is you know which is uh integrated communications which is you know being creative which is you know, reputation management corporate comms whatever it is so um, unfortunately i don't think there's a huge amount of loyalty to the traditional uh pr model but that's that goes for the tradition, you know, someone who was traditionally in advertising, or someone who was traditionally in in, in public affairs, you know, I think um, uh, I, I don't think they're. Uh, as long as they're doing the work that they want to do, I don't I don't think they're, yeah. You know, they're necessarily loyal, but it's, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing either, really.
1: Right. So, so there's some purists out there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And we we, we can definitely we could definitely talk about that. But it's um, um, yeah. I think uh, yeah. So of course people still want to do PR. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Um, but it's just it, it can be you know as part of a different team or as uh, a part of, in, a, in a different environment. I think. So. so
1: the job market's hot, but where does this leave the traditional PR agencies?
0: Um, uh, the traditional PR agency I mean there's, there's some great oh, legacy PR
1: agency. yeah yeah I li- guess yes, smart, yeah, yeah
0: I think yeah I think well I think they um they, there is always there's always going to be a need for um well it depends it depends how you define traditional PR I suppose but there's always going to be a need for um for for public relations um, um but uh, there's also uh, there's increased competition for um for as we said for that so I think um so I think that we are certainly seeing some traditional PR agencies be left behind, and 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 then conversely, traditional uh, PR uh, persons being being left behind uh, to an extent. Um, but there is, um, um, uh, but there's some wonderful examples of agencies that are you know very much at the sort of coal face of that, uh, and it's not you know, it's an overused word, but that sort of integrated marketing communications uh, uh, as well. I mean, I was at an agency last week. Who you would you know? Who was founded by very traditional PR people, and they're in the middle of doing a advert for uh, Budweiser for the Super Bowl. I mean, that's not a traditional P- uh, PR agency. Um, so yeah, so there's there's it. You know, there will be people left behind and and businesses left behind, but it's also very, for the ones that are getting it right. It's extremely exciting for them and for the industry. I think
1: you mentioned the people being left behind. Yes, so we're talking about traditionalists. I I'm, imagine I'm people who grew names. up. No, I'm not asking for <laughs> names. We all know who they know. <laughs> um, what do you do? I mean, they come to you. If these people want to work, right? Yeah. I mean, is what what do these people do? Are you seeing a lot of them? And what do they do?
0: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it, it, PR is a very is a very broad term. Are we talking? So, sort of, would you say we talk of traditional media relations? people? Yeah,
1: or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Old school, you know. Yeah.
0: I mean, there is there is always there there there's, there, there will continue to be a, a a business or a need a business need for you know for me for media relations and I'm. Wholeheartedly, you know, I still read the New York Times physically, um, uh, mainly at the weekends. Uh, it's delivered, but so there's always going to be a need for that, and 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 a lot of businesses, you know, it's hard. You know, hold that in high esteem. You know, and 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 sh- and, and so they should. So there is a need, um, uh, but it's but it's dwindling, um, and uh, it's it probably flattened out a little bit. But it definitely dropped off. So they're you know they're still they're still finding work, but um, they you know they either need to um, re collaborate or they're probably doing or or, or and, and reskill up or they're probably doing a lot less. I, I would say so.
1: Yeah. What kind of expectations are you seeing on both sides? So if this is the hot market, are are you know talent looking for the ultimate end-all- be-all high-paying job and what are agencies looking for in the in the person that does it all or yeah. are things still realistic
0: yeah i mean that there's certainly that there's there is that um expe- from a candidate point of view is an expectation that you know they want yeah they might have a their own sort of skill set themselves but they want to be part of an organization that does everything and 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 not everyone does that i think a lot yeah. of business if you look at most businesses websites they say they do everything um most firms websites they say they do everything but but that's not always the case and I, I, and i think that goes for you know when we i just just before i came to see you took a job brief earlier and um they the things they listed if we got 6 out of the 10 i think they would be very, very very lucky so there's there there is that sort of there's uh, there's an expectation but also a, re- a realization that um That you know, candidates can't cover, you know, every single of those bases or a role or an agency can't cover every single one of those bases as well, I think.
1: So So what should talent um, candidates be equipping themselves with? What kind of skills should they have?
0: Yeah, I think... um, I always think. I mean, I always think that y- y- you sh- you you should have a multitude of interests and, and skill sets, but a, f- a focus is always really, really helpful. I think you know because you can. If you spread yourselves too thin, then you're not really an expert in anything, and and it's hard to sort of define that. That goes for when you look at someone's resume, and if it's just a long list of things that they've done, it's or, or can do, then I don't I don't think that is ideal. So I definitely think it's it's. So sort of the PR person of the future or today has um has a, 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 a you know can turn their hand to video production and can turn their hand to um you know social media monitoring um but but if they're uh, you know but if they're a trusted advisor as well I think that uh, or have a particular focus on whatever I think that's important L- looking forward um I think you know, I mean I mentioned a couple of things there but there's you know, there is a whole host of new uh, skills and technologies that are coming into play, whether that be AR or VR or um, AI or any other acronym. I can think that, you know, that's certainly what, what um, people are learning in, in college at the moment and, and, and skills that are, are going to be needed. But but PR isn't, you know, PR isn't just about uh, technologies or Or sort of, uh, or or sort of the 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 newest trend. Also, there is you know you're a trusted advisor, C-suite whisperer, crisis and corporate communications expert. So there's always going to be that personable personality side of it. You know that that can you know can the CEO trust you and you know when needed. So I think that you know there's a whole host of skills you can learn, but. Experience in those sort of areas, being that trusted advisor, is is will always be important and can't be replaced. I don't think so.
1: Yeah, and that's something that's sort of intuitive. That's not necessarily yeah, that comes absolutely. with you out of college. So, do you think there's any fear of losing in in all the technology being you know infused into the into mm. the industry, into the mm. education, mm. into the multi skills and the yeah. multimedia? Is there any danger of sort of losing? the industry losing those people, the people that are the creative force that are maybe the advising Yeah, it's,
0: well, I, yeah it's a good more question. cerebral I, person. Uh, <laughs> I was speaking at Georgetown with the institute. You're
1: speaking everywhere. Columbia, I Georgetown. I like where to else?
0: Holmes report <laughs> stuff, but um, no, I kicked out. Yeah. Uh, no, I got dropped off the shortlist. But um, it was uh, and and it, um, it was the Institute of Public Relations, and we were talking about um, they are the question was will uh, PRs be replaced by machines? And uh-huh. it, was a, it was a little bit of a, a facetious. Uh, question, but there is some, um, there is some sort of um, uh, you know truth in the in, in in that a little bit, and I mean my, this, my short answer was I don't think people will be uh, or PRs will be replaced by machines, but they might be replaced by a person that's better at using machines or technology. Okay. I, I definitely think there's that that aspect of it where it's you know big data analytics and insights and stuff like that. But no, that's for me. That's what I take comfort in from a, a PR and comms is. Because there is that that per, you know, it's it's about the person, it's about the subtle nuances, it's about the advisory side of it that you just a machine isn't or a, you know an algorithm isn't isn't going to be able to do that. And I think if out of so many things, I think that is you you want a human being on the other end of the phone or set next to you advising you on what on what they think. And PRs often suffered from um, being a little bit intangible, um, and you know versus marketing, which is you know what you know. Here's this. This is how much sales we did as a result of the marketing. PR has it always been a little bit, uh, you know, suffered from not having as as, as much um, as, as being as tangible. But if if there's true science behind PR uh, at the input and output stage, then it can really show the how effective it is and also you can use um you can use pr based on facts and figures as well so from from my point of view i think that there's some real positives to take on that but it's really up to pr and comms to be at the forefront of that and making sure they own that you know that side of it as well not letting other businesses do that which is kind of where you know that's the fear that you have i think a little bit so
1: are they taking ownership of it are you seeing pr taking ownership
0: um again some businesses and some firms are doing it spectacularly mm-hmm. others no um and um you know that if we're talking about the the management consultancies and the accountancy firms coming in they're very good at using data analytics I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> that's kind of why they how they made the money so um no i think um yeah i think i yeah i don't i don't i think we, we could be a lot better at it yeah uh, but you know it's a it's a topic that is off is spoke. up you know, the Homes Report events and it was it spoke at a length at the event in in San Francisco, which was called the
1: Into Summit. Yeah, into
0: Summit. That's it. which was fantastic. You're
1: but, to put me on the spot.
0: I know, sorry. Um so um so from that po- yeah, so I think we're definitely having that conversation and as I said there's there's some there's some wonderful examples of that. Um but um I do think we could be a lot better at it, yeah.
1: I imagine I, I picture what the candidates that come to you, that what people are looking for, and it's almost like this left brain, right brain sort of yeah. um, division, yes. that you're trying to marry yeah. in a way, or you know how there's so many elements of how um, an agency I imagine works internally yeah. to sort of marry that. And yeah. That, that you, you got a hard job because you got to find not just the right candidate, but there's a whole greater ecosystem yeah. in an agency.
0: Yes. That yeah, makes yeah. it work. Yeah. I, I, exactly, and it's again, I mean, it's it's kind of similar to PR what. what Recruiting in it, of course, it's not. Again, it's often the things that we're looking for aren't aren't on the resume, or you know aren't you know necessarily when we email. Uh, you know, you can just list the things. It's 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 about we. You know, that's why we have to meet candidates and. Get, you know, get references and get, you know, get an understanding of them because it's not, again, it's not something that's always on a piece of paper that can tell you exactly how good someone is in that. And, 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 and that's what, again, when we're introducing them to agencies or in-house comms teams, it's, yeah, it's it's finding that that balance, definitely.
1: So you've been doing this for 13 years. How has yes. the hiring process changed?
0: Um the uh well
1: (laughs) i mean (laughs) i mean there's everything's changed right so so people say you can't send out resumes anymore you can't do you know you you, people just look for um yeah buzzwords whatever it is yeah
0: well yes i mean that's um again there's definitely yeah there's the automation of course which is which uh, which a lot of um very large organizations are bringing in from a PR agency point of view, that we don't—that's not something that's um, that has uh, come into play as yet, or not to my knowledge, anyway. So again, I think because. PR isn't, you know, it's not like you you know, forgive me if any engineers are listening, but, not. but <laughs> not listening. if you're looking no for an engineer, you know, it's what school do they go to? You know, where do they, you know, where do they learn? Where do they intern? Where, you know, what, what businesses have, have they worked for, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Um, it, You know, for, in PR is, is you, you got to get that person face to face before you make any decisions in terms of, you know, what, you know, can they do the job? Do you trust them? What's their drive, ambition? How do they react under pressure? How are they going to react in a pitch? You know, can they manage people? Can they upsell, downsell, all all those sort of things? So again, um, I I think a lot of the a lot of the hiring process has stayed quite similar. To be honest, in, in the thirteen in in the thirteen fourteen years that I've been doing things, so. Um, uh, how how we find candidates is 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 different. We're not using you know fax machines or uh, <laughs> um, or uh, or and, and even cold Corning is, is is very rare now. It's you know you know with you know, online you know LinkedIn and 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 these sort of things that that's definitely um, that's definitely changed. But it hasn't changed a whole lot. I think again because of the world that we live in and also because of the size of the businesses that we you know we're often dealing with. It's um, if we're if looking on the agency side, yes. Um, yes on the in-house front we we know we work with of course we work with fortune 500 businesses and 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 they absolutely use automation in in, in terms of the hire, hiring process however one of the biggest issues i have when i speak to cmo's or cco's is they're like uh, you know i i don't want to use our in-house recruitment team because they're very used to doing an automated and very structured right. process, whereas I'm looking for you know, an individual person. So often they're trying to bypass that, if anything, really.
1: I so. believe it. it doesn't necessarily work, that automation can't, doesn't always work in, in a PR industry because a lot of what you're looking for is such a subjective... Yeah,
0: it's highly subjective, yeah. And it's not, it's not on a piece of paper and it's all about drive, personality, ambition, these sort of things.
1: What are the skills that... Um, companies are looking for that or agencies that are looking for that are hard to find?
0: Um, I think I think it and and you you touched on a point a, a little bit there. I think it's 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 often very it's pretty easy to find people with individual uh, with in the, the individual skills that they're looking for, it's the combination of them is, is often is that that we find. And it's and and you talked about that left brain, right brain. Or, you know, or, you know. I think that's I think that rings very very true. Um, often, if if someone is super technical and, and you know very strong on the analytics and data side, of that, they find it maybe can find it a lot harder to then speak to layman's about what these findings mean and 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 and, and distill that sort of complicated information, whether that's to the client. Whether that's to other members of the team, whether that's to journalists or or, or what have you, so so I think it's um, it's not it's finding people with with a skill is easy. It's having it's often when when the combination is uh, you know uh, that that's that's where it gets very very tricky. I, I think so.
1: could understand that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about loyalty to yes. the business, but yeah. what about loyalty to employers? Yes, so talents. Yeah, they, sticking out are they sticking out with an employer? Um, um, are the employers? Yeah. Encouraging
0: them to do so. Well, I mean, I don't, um, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think anyone sets out to leave a job within six months or eighteen months or anything. I think every, you know, I think na- naturally as humans we want to stay somewhere and grow and develop and learn, um, and yeah, it's comforting to be places for a, you know, a, long, a longer, long or longer period of time. Um, but uh, there's definitely. Uh, you know speaking as a I'm doing inverted commas which isn't very good for podcasting but as a European <laughs> um, I do, there is some striking differences in 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 loyalty here um, and I think that's a result of um, uh, there's a much more of a higher on fire culture in the US that's arguably why U.S. business is so successful because they make a lot of more changes uh, and and can cut and and hire much quicker. Um, um, but I do think that creates a culture of um, people always thinking about the next job because they have a notice period of nought to two weeks, whereas in the U.K. it's one to three months and it's probably the average is three. And in, in, in France, you effectively can't fire someone. So, uh, you know, so it's, it makes it... <laughs> I was talking to somebody it, in yeah, journalism yeah.
1: to Italy. He was saying well, the same Italy's thing. The same. He's yeah. like... yeah. They can't get rid of me. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I've you know, always been with the same paper for 30 years yes, or whatever it is. It exactly. happen like that. No, now.
0: exactly. So I, I, I definitely think, um, I don't, I, as I said, I don't think anyone sets out to uh, you know leave leave their job, but 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 definitely it's always in the back of the mind. A little because, more defensive, yeah, yeah, because the market can move so quickly. More yeah. offensive, I guess that would be.
1: Um, yet there's a lot of country hopping in the industry. Yeah,
0: absolutely, um, and that's we're in, and that's why when we we started a business, that was that was we, we saw that, and that's why we're you know we're in three continents our, our, ourselves and, and work across all you know all the ma- major hubs. Um, yeah, and a great thing about you know a difference. Between, a communication advisor—that—that um, that skills transferable. Yes, you have to learn the cultures and traditions of a business uh, or and a country, uh, or a region. Um, but in essence, that innate skill set that you have is is highly transferable. Media, you know, traditional media relations, of course, is is very different. But traditional media relations is you know is is ha, has changed greatly as well and uh, um so definitely a lot a lot of uh, a lot of um job popping, particularly at the senior level where it's quite easy to create a case for for, for moving people around so um and that's you know that makes it, that makes it exciting for a lot of people i think um, you can port that communications around whereas if you're a lawyer or uh, you know again it's you can't you can't even move states right. yeah so um so it's again it's the great th- one of the great things about communications is it's highly portable so
1: and you're expanding too, in the states. You have two new offices, yes, correct? Yes,
0: uh, in Chicago and Los Angeles. Okay. Um, DC would probably be next. It's a very big, very big market for us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, we just try and be where all you know where you expect to find communications people, really. So, so
1: big hubs, and it is happening there, right? It's not all in New York.
0: No. Um, <laughs> what
1: are the lively markets you're saying? I mean, obviously LA and Chicago.
0: and <laughs> LA, yeah, LA and Chicago, uh, fantastic. DC remains very, very strong. Um, Austin has been a, you know, Austin has yeah, big yeah, big one yeah, one. That's, yeah, it's. Um, Obviously, it's it's well positioned. It's it's highly creative. A lot of investment, um, particularly in you know technology and fintech. So um, that 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 seems to be a big a big growth market for us uh, at the moment. A lot of people, uh, Denver, it seems to be d- highly desirable place to live, and and as a result, a lot of businesses setting up there. And then of course, then the agencies move, move there as well. So that seems to be a hot uh, hot growth market for us as well. So. Well,
1: as an LA nat- native, I I know you moved to LA because most of the Agencies I've been dealing with are in the Bay Area, yes. Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Um, What is it about LA? Why aren't people moving to LA?
0: Um, I think. Well, I. I th- well, you are. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> we uh, we we deliberately went for LA because we are seeing movement uh, south from San Francisco, um, and principally because of the you know insane uh, cost of living, uh, and 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 then agencies. As a result, you know salary levels are just you know if we think New York's expensive, salary levels are just out of control in in, in San Francisco, right. um, and you know it's and it and then it's so because it's so focused in the technology world as well, it's just um, it's just you know PR agencies in particular, you know it's it's a real horror show out there because e- even if you get that you talk about loyalty as well. Even if you get that ideal candidate, they're there with you for a year and then Facebook or Google, you know, offer them 10 grand more and stock and, you know, unlimited days off. And, (laughs) and, you know, the, the gym and the canteen and all this sort of thing. And they're... Yeah, and they move on. So it's a it's a brutal market, the San Francisco market. Um, I think there has to be a correction at, at some point, um, um, whether it's housing, whether it's salaries. Um, uh, it, but it's, um, it's yeah, very, very tough market. So that's what we, we put a bit of a mark on the ground and said we're going to be in Los Angeles. And um, yeah, it's very easy to be back and forth from the two. Um, so yeah, so we'll, time will tell if it was if how good a move it was. But so far going, you know, really, really well. And I, you know, I envisage a li- quite a bit of talent moving that way as well.
1: So. I believe it. Um, you also work with in-house. Yes. So tell me about that. There is a lot of development of the in-house corporate yeah. com- functions, right? They're building them out. And, and what does that yeah. mean both internally and what it does it mean for the agency?
0: Yeah, yeah. Again, from an individual point of view, that it, it shouldn't really infect, uh, affect the sort of practitioner, really, because, it, again, it's just who you end up uh, working for. And often... It's uh, the in-house, the sort of plum in-house job is seen as the holy grail. Whether that's whether that is is the case in reality, I, I'm not so sure. So a lot, a lot of PR agency people are always looking in-house. So from a practitioner point of view, I think it, I think it's yeah, it, it can be seen as a positive.
1: Is that because it's the more limited? Not I don't want to say limited, but it's the it, nine to five. Yeah, Sorry. well that's that's the. I mean, <laughs> that's how it is with lawyers. I don't know. Yeah,
0: and I, I'm, sure, I'm 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 and again I I'm speaking from. Uh, from my wife who works in, in communications and she worked agency and moved house and she worked way harder when she moved yeah. in-house um so i'm not sure as i said it, it's the holy grail but the reality is not always the same but i think um there is that by often it's you know re- as an agency you work for five or six different clients at one right. time you're skimming the surface so it's really getting you know your sure. meat into something getting an understanding and understanding how businesses work as well and stuff so it's, i completely understand it and often it's a, it's 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 a great move um so, um, so we're definitely seeing, uh, definitely seeing that in housing and I get why businesses do it as well, because you, you know, you, you have, uh, you have people that are just living and breathing your, your brand and have a great understanding of how these things work and hopefully are loyal and, and it's their, it's their self-focus. So I, I get why they do that. But the event that we did with Cory from, from Google, uh, a few weeks ago, he, he's spoke about in-housing um, and something he's very you know he, he likes um, talking
1: about the homes report event that yes we had? yeah the, um,
0: for the I innovator 25. yeah exactly okay. um, and he spoke about that but he also and I completely agree with him um uh, and he's a much cleverer guy than I am, but he said, you know, he he will never fully in house uh, because you need separate opinions, and if you you need different eyes and ears, and you need to know what's going on out there, you can't just always be talking inwardly. I think so. So I I, I can see um, I can see the the pros and cons for in housing. Um, also, it's very common for. People to uh, businesses and organisations to bring things internally when we're in a boom economy, which we still are. Um, what what tends to happen when markets slow down is that you you know you, it's much it's much more cost effective to be outsourcing, and again that's where the PR. Are, Agencies come in, really. I think so. So I don't think you can have one or the one or the other. It's a trend towards it at the moment, but I can see it going the other way at, at different points in the market. Well, is it a
1: problem for agencies right now with with in-house and with companies poaching their people? Uh,
0: that's always a problem, I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it's always that's the the tried the well trodden path is you know you PR agency into into in-house is in, into in-house client side. Um, but I, I'm not hearing um, a ton of my. PR agency clients saying it's you know it's a we're losing business because they've they you know they've hired 20 comms people and ne- they no longer need us so I think a lot of the in-housing is coming maybe more in the, sort of more in the on the creative side of it at you know ad side of it the the market sort of general sort of marketing side of it less maybe less having huge comms teams and stuff like that because again having a uh, if you have a having an external advisor particularly at difficult points in the business cycle is is again if you only have work 20 years for that bank, how do you have a perception of how you're going to be viewed from the outside if you're not ever on the outside? outside. Yeah, so.
1: And what are the biggest hiring challenges? We hear about diversity a lot. Yes. Um, I wonder about if ageism. Yes. Um, I guess diversity encompasses it all. Yeah. But what do you see as the biggest challenges? I mean, what's the hardest part of your job?
0: Well, that's two questions. Yes, okay, okay, you're right. <laughs> I,
1: I guess fulfilling the challenges. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: well, I mean, um, yeah, d- I think uh, diversity, I mean, it's... Um, It's a huge uh, passion and interest of my business is seventy percent diverse, so so we hopefully practice what we preach. But I think it's, um, and and I'm having more and more conversations with people around diversity, and people saying, "Can you? I only want to see an all women shortlist, or I only want, you know, I want, you know, I want to see." 50 percent uh, d- diverse candidates and I, I actively encourage it and it's something that even if we don't get asked to do it we do it anyway mm-hmm. um, and there's some you know there's some wonderful um, uh, organizations in the industry like colorcom that are very you know that are fantastic advocates for it so I and, and we're having the conversations having more and more gen- like we're doing now and as I said with with, with with clients but there's simply not there's if we're talking gender there is no uh, there's no Issue with uh, women entering the market, but of course there's a so there's a huge issue with promotion because right. they're not running the agencies. So unlike, uh, unlike technology businesses it's not a um pipeline problem it's a promotion problem I think so but we are seeing some you know we're, we're seeing Gail at Weber and uh, Barry at Ketchum and a lot of you know uh, Diana at MSL all you know mm-hmm. finally taking the the top or, or, or nearing the top you know which is great and then of course women have flipped that by just starting their own agencies and being incredibly successful so so there's that there's that way around it there's still a massive problem with with colour um there's absolutely no, no doubt about that um um, and um, I think personally, I think that has to s- start at the uh, high school and, and university level, and, and can, you know, and making sure that that PR is you know very front of mind for all people, and they see it's a career that pays well, can take them around the world, and, and is very fulfilling. So, um, def- there, there is we're definitely have more and more conversations about it, but we can definitely be better at it as well. I think so.
1: Which brings me to the second question that I asked yes. you before: yeah. What's the hardest part of your job?
0: Um, my clients, no. <laughs> uh, of course they are. <laughs> that goes without saying. Uh, right? No, it's my staff. No, I'm being really. Uh, no, it's uh, hard, The hardest part is, um, I think it's um, yeah. There's always the, it's the time constraints on searches. It's very rare that we uh, enter a a, um, uh, a search where they're, they're like, take your time. You know, we've got, we've got three or four months to find someone. Uh, it's usually um, because, you know, on an agency side of it, it's often we've just won this client. It's all great news now, We but we need to staff up 10 people. You know, can we hire yesterday? Um, in-house front is normally because um, they're replacing someone because the in-house teams are a bit more... Um, you know uh, th- th- there's less turnover in them so it's often cuz people have moved on or moved out of the you know a- around some other part of the business so there's it's usually that that, that sort of that, that level of urgency and that kind of ties into why sometimes it's difficult to have diverse shortlists because they're like w- we would love to do that but we don't have time to think about that sort of thing please just get us someone so so i think that's that's the hardest bit but generally it's you know um, Working in communications is, is, is fantastic because you meet bright, creative, interesting, progressive people. So it's 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 you know it, the the ninety five percent of it's fantastic.
1: So. Well, that's a perfect note to end on. But I don't <laughs> want to end until I ask you, what kind of crazy stuff have you seen? Like, what do people ask for that's just not obtainable, or maybe you don't see it with your clients? But I mean,
0: yeah, um, high in the sky. Well, I mean, I did. I used. I mean, I used to do a lot of work in. Uh, when I was in London, we used to service a lot of the Middle East, and some of the conversations we would have with some of the people there were outrageous and not in a positive way. Okay. You know what what they would tell us, and I think you could probably imagine. Mm-hmm. You know who we can't send them and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, we, we the, 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 coming to the US. It's uh, we've probably seen sort of less of that <laughs> on, on, on that front. Um, in in the US, it's yeah, it's usually um, it's. It's usually around salary levels and people having a little bit, you know, uh, an overinflated opinion of, of of what of what they're of what they're due, um, <laughs> and then um, it's often uh, yeah, it's often they've spoke to someone who spoke to someone and says they can okay. get that sort of thing so but it's, it's you know generally again PR people are, you know they're in touch with markets and they're in touch with you know uh, trends and they, they, they have an understanding of it so nothing too crazy compared to if you're in the sort of the wild west that is Dubai and Abu Dhabi and stuff like that right so, so it's
1: just managing expectations here yes
0: exactly yeah <laughs> all right, exactly
1: all right well it was a fun conversation absolutely I appreciate you chatting with thank us thank you and we will uh, meet here again at some point
0: perfect thank you very much thank you You've been listening to The Echo Chamber. Brought to you by The Homes Report and produced by Marketeers. Sponsored by The Bullet Group, putting you in tomorrow's conversations today.